Hi, I'm Gianna Volpe, and thank you for listening to The Heart of the East End on WLIWFM, the show where we get to the heart of any matter at hand with folks from all walks of life on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. We stream online at WLIW.org radio and welcome your comments, questions, and collaborations of all kinds on the heart of the East End. Live from the WLIWFM studio in Southampton, New York, I'm Gianna Volpe with local news on Long Island's only NPR radio station. Super PACs have spent about $9 million to try to influence the August 23rd congressional primaries in New York more than three times the amount spent in 2018. Dana Rubenstein in the New York Times reports that in Suffolk County, New York's first congressional district, where Representative Lee Zeldin's bid for governor has created an open seat, a cryptocurrency executive, Michelle Bond, is running a far-right campaign for the Republican nomination against Nick LaLota, a Navy veteran who has served in county government for more than seven years. Ms. Bond is the chief executive of the Association for Digital Asset Markets, a cryptocurrency industry group in Washington, D.C. In the past 18 months, she also reported working as a consultant to FTX Digital Markets, whose co-CEO, Ryan Salam, is her boyfriend. As The Block, a cryptocurrency trade publication, has reported, Mr. Salam has put $1.5 million into a super PAC called GMI, which in turn has put more than $1 million into the Crypto Innovation Pack. The latter has spent more than a $1 million running ads supporting Ms. Bond's candidacy, according to Ad Impact. As quoted in the New York Times, when Ms. Bond began to consider running for Congress, Mr. Salam informed his partners in the GMI Pack that he would abstain from any decisions regarding her race, said a spokesman for Mr. Salam, Patrick B. Jordan. Quote, he has not been a part of any decisions related to funds spent on her campaign with GMI or any other PAC. End quote. Two other super PACs are also spending in the race in explicit or tacit support of Ms. Bond. Mr. Salam's colleague, Sam Bankman-Fried, the billionaire founder of FTX, the cryptocurrency exchange that owns FTX digital markets, is playing in the opposite end of the political field. Via a PAC called Protect Our Future, he's backing Democratic candidates across the state. While outside money floods New York congressional races, the Fed has upgraded the entire south shore of Long Island to a severe drought status after summer rainfall in the region has been half what is considered normal. Bart Jones and Robert Brodsky report on Newsday.com that the U.S. Drought Monitor, part of the federal government, in its latest national map released yesterday, upgraded the South Shore in both Nassau and Suffolk from its previous ranking of moderate drought level. Quote, despite a few small areas of moderate rain, most of the dry areas in the Northeast region saw little or no precipitation, the agency said. In its latest online report, most of the northern half of Long Island remains at moderate drought level, according to the monitor. That's because the North Shore got more rain than the South Shore, even though both are well below normal levels. Official in Brookhaven Town and the Suffolk County Water Authority on Thursday pleaded with residents to stop watering their lawns from 3 to 9 a.m. when irrigation usage is highest to try to head off a crisis with water pressure being too low for firefighters to do their job. Quote, drought conditions are serious. 
they are threatening all of us, Brookhaven Town Supervisor Ed Romain said at a news conference in front of a water tower in Center Mauritius that officials estimated had been drained of 80% of its water that morning. He and Jeff Zabo, CEO of the Suffolk County Water Authority, said residents need to take action to head off more severe consequences. Quote, the number one thing residents can do right now is water their lawns less often and stop watering completely during the late night and early morning. While Suffolk County has enough water in its aquifer, uh, the pumping system to get water from wells and towers to homes and businesses and fire hydrants is being overtaxed as people try to keep their lawns green. Quote, people can have green lawns, Zabo said, just change the time of the clocks on the irrigation systems. When everyone is watering at the same time, the system is maxed. Officials have already declared a stage one water emergency alert in the towns of East Hampton, South Hampton, South Holt, and Shelter Island. Residents there must stop all irrigation between midnight and 7 a.m., refrain from non-essential water usage, reduce shower times, and take other water-saving measures indoors. Some heavy users of water on the East End have been identified, and officials are working with them to try to reduce their usage or at least shift irrigation times. Speaking of water, you swimmers out there will not want to miss our interview at the bottom of this hour with local freelance journalist Alexander Talty, joining us for the Friday morning tea underwritten by Village Overhead Doors to talk about an exciting swim event taking place tomorrow right here in Southampton Village. It's a first time ever kind of event. So uh, let's look at the weather right here at the WLIWFM studio in Southampton. In honor of that, just going to pull up the weather. Yeah, um, just on a note, guys, I'm pretty much, uh, what do you call it, burnt toast after reading uh, the three books and doing the live um, Author's Day event last week so that's that's what i'm pleading for now all right looking like patchy fog before 10 a.m otherwise sunny with a high near 82 degrees west wind 6 to 10 miles per hour becoming southwest in the afternoon tonight patchy fog after 2 a.m otherwise increasing clouds with a low around 67 degrees southwest wind 7 to 11 miles per hour right now it's 78 degrees uh, and we're getting the party started with When the Party's Over, a little Billie Eilish uh, from the When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go record. I'll hop back, looks like uh, two decades after that, little neutral milk hotel in the airplane over the sea. Alan Breeze and Billy Cotton and his band with wings over the Navy. Then the Marias over the moon. Joe D'Elia and Thieves under the Montauk moon on deck after that. Uh, we'll certainly have Alexandra on with us before that happens, I'm Gianna Volpe, and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM.
Music from all decades and genres, interviews with folks from all walks of life, all morning and midnight long on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. What a beautiful face I have found in this place that is circling all around the sun. What a beautiful dream that could flash on the screen in a blink of an eye and be gone from me. Soft and sweet, let me hold it close and keep it here with me. And one day we will die and our ashes will fly from the aeroplane over the sea. But for now we are young, let us lay in the sun and count every beautiful thing we can see. Love to be in the arms of all our 
beating all the scenes or posting in the magazines. But we're the Navy's eyes, the Admiral's fireflies. We're high sky riding aeronautical guys. Wings over the Navy, sailing the seven skies.
northeast wind comes roaring down a mid-October night. They boarded up the storefront and turned out all the lights. So I drove right past old Shadwall, last call at Liar Saloon, and three guys outside looking for a bite tonight under the Montauk moon. The surfers down at East Deck are waiting for a swell. Harley's revving East on 27 like they're headed straight to hell. And the locals hate all the cities who come out in droves by June. The hand that feeds them really feels a bite tonight Under the Montauk moon It's gonna be a cold one They say the worst is yet to come People stocking up the pantries And loading up their guns But darkness will fade and the sun will shine And not a minute soon Nancy Adams will be strumming with all her might tonight Sits on a bench looking vacant. He plays his ukulele well. And then some wealthy socialite comes by, and it's very hard to tell if she's really from old money or if her pedigree is just a game she pays for kicks to get her drinks and dinner free. of Andy Warhol acting like he owns a town and there ain't no 
All right, so I'm not the only one who's burnt toast around here. Uh, Alexandra is getting ready for her move to Ann Arbor. So she's feeling it too. She's going to join us in 10 minutes. Um, I will let you know a little bit more about uh, that event we're going to be talking about just because I promised it at the bottom of the hour. But following uh, Joe D'Elia and Thieves under the Montauk moon seems like the perfect place to let y'all know that Carmen, the border collie mix, Last seen on Mako Lane in Amagansett, 3.30 on Sunday, August 14th, may still be missing. There's a cash reward for Carmen. Uh, if you have any information, please call 917-214-3424. Again, Carmen, the Border Collie Mix. The photo I have here is black and white, but she looks like a 25-pound uh, dog that's black with a white chest and little White paws, love it. Uh, hope that she comes home safe soon, if not already. Uh, there's another number here if you have information. 646-238-0951. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and play Ashley Marina's cover of Bruno Mars talking to the moon. But first, uh, I did want to share a little bit about the event going on uh, tomorrow at Cooper's Beach at 7 a.m. It's uh, Southampton Village Ocean Rescue is hosting the first ever S-Mile Swim Challenge event. So participants will have a choice of swimming a mile, a half mile, or a quarter mile, while SVOR lifeguards will be safeguarding the community building event. It'll also serve as a fundraiser to support their training, operational expenses, and essential services. You can find out more information at svor.org. I'm G. Anna Volpe, and you are listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. For more about that event, stay tuned for Alexandra Talty. You know you're somewhere out there, somewhere far away. I want you back. I want you back. think I'm crazy, but they don't understand. You're all I have. You're all I have. At night when the stars light up my room, I sit by myself talking to the moon. Trying to get to you In hopes you're on the other side Talking to me too Or am I a fool Who sits alone Talking to you 
talking back oh at night when the stars light up my room i sit by myself talking to the moon trying to Somewhere out there, somewhere far away. From Ashley Marina to Black Pumas, Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM.
From Black Moon to Pink Moon, a little Nick Drake, the title track from his 1972 record. Alexandra Talty joining us in just a few minutes. A couple, actually. Less than that. I saw it written and I saw it say So the question is, where do I go from here? Do I go to Virginia Moon from Foo Fighters in your honor record or New Moon from Leia James while she sleeps record? <sighs> no, I'm going to play a local one. This is the Bell Curves Sun and Moon from the 2022 record Watershed right here on Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM. The Heart of the East End, uh, recorded live in the WLIWFM studio, weekday mornings, Monday through Friday, 9 to 11, replay at midnight, uh, streaming online at WLIW.org slash radio, but you can also find us on the 88.3 section of your FM dial throughout eastern Long Island and coastal Connecticut, or 96.9 in central and western Suffolk. We will be back.
Sending some love to WLIWFM's own Delaney Hafner and the Bell Curves. That was Sun and Moon from their brand new record, Watershed. Uh, very excited about our first guest welcoming on another sister from another mister. Freelance journalist Alexandra Talty joining us on the line. Good morning, Alexandra. Good morning, Gianna. Good morning, Gianna. Thank you so much for having me on today. Thank you so much for being with us, as always. And first of all, I am going to miss you. I understand you've got a journalism fellowship at University of Michigan coming for you, or rather, you going for it. How did that happen, and what do you hope to focus on during your time? Yes, I'm very excited. I'm going to be heading out to Wolverine Country in a couple of days, and it is an environmental journalism fellowship. So it's <gasps> focusing on marine food production and uh, how it's changing in light of climate crisis. So it's really been born of a lot of the work um, that I've been doing here and, you know, uh, learning from people like Fork Sea Farmers and Stony Brook University and Cornell Extension. Um, and so I'm really excited to kind of go and study more of this at a university level and then bring all of that back to our East End waters again. Unbelievably cool and super pertinent. Uh, nothing really more important than climate change and the climate crisis when you think about uh, news and what's going on on our planet. Uh, just as an aside, wolverines are adorable. Do you plan on finding them in some way or like going out I don't know how it works. I don't know if they're – it looks like they look like they could be diurnal. I'm seeing a lot of pictures of them out in the sunshine. Um, I'm hoping to. I'm really – one thing I'm actually really excited about is to be spending time on the Upper Peninsula. It's um, kind of a more very rural – you know, people live back to the land. Um, there's the Ojibwe people there, wild rice fields. So I'm definitely excited Fantastic. to kind of explore nature in the middle of the country. You know, I, I'm, I feel like on our East End, we have so many amazing natural resources here, um, and a lot of it's on the water. So it'll be an interesting new focus. For sure. And, you know, uh, I think you're good. Well, I know. I know you're going to love it. Uh, one thing we do, we are very lucky uh, out here, but one thing that we sort of miss out or don't even know about is just the sheer size of the country and, and the landscape once uh, one heads west out of the tri-state area, it's it's sort of an amazing thing. We'll bring it back to the East End, though, for our second of all. I'd love to give a shout-out to the Beach Club where you were swim, swim director this summer. Yes, yes. I, um, you know, I try to be on the water reporting, swimming, and then also, you know, tomorrow, Southampton Village Ocean Rescue, we're hosting our first fundraising event at Cooper's Beach. And so that is one of the great things. I, we do miss out on the kind of scope of the country here, but I do feel like our waterways are amazing, and I oh, yeah. really love to be on them as many ways as possible. Of the utmost importance. So it's a brand-new aquatic event coming right to Southampton Village on Saturday. Tomorrow, if I've got my days right, which is uh, definitely something to interrogate uh, on this day. it's It's been a week. All right, so tell us everything, Alexandra. <laughs> yeah, so you got your days right. It is tomorrow at 7 a.m. at Cooper's Beach. The cafe will be opening at 8 a.m., which is great for participants and spectators. Um, it's the first kind of open water swim event of its kind in Southampton. You know, in, in East Hampton, they do the Red Devil Swim. 
Um, and it's great that we're bringing that kind of event here because I know a lot of people that live in Southampton, they'll go other places for these, and there's no reason why we shouldn't have them here. Personally, I'm also really excited as it is a first fundraising event for Southampton Village Ocean Rescue, where I serve as a captain, and we're really committed to creating a or to establishing our 24-7 emergency responder network on the water. Um, and so participants have a choice of swimming one mile, half mile, or a quarter mile. We'll have lifeguards, jet skis, on paddle boards. You know, I'm trying to encourage a lot of kids to come. It'll be a really great way um, for people if you are interested in open water and are maybe a little nervous about that. It's, like, going to be safe, very secure, um, and, you know, those good ocean vibes. And it's also goes to a really good cause. You know, fledgling emergency responder organization, there's a lot of equipment and things that we need. And as I'm sure many people know, like transmitter radios and rescue boards and towing tra- towing vehicles for our jet ski, those are all really expensive. Right. So we're right now just funded through the village, and so this would be a really great um, boost to us. So great, great uh, sort of practice getting to safeguard live people, um, although I'm sure you do the same when you uh, do your, your operational exercises. Uh, and, and like you mentioned, the um, equipment and whatnot associated is not free. How will the fundraising uh, part work tomorrow? Will people pay to swim? Yeah. So it is $50 to swim, and that includes a T-shirt because this has been kind of gifted by an angel donation. Um, and then, you know, you can swim any of the distances. Um, some people I know are, you know, kind of staking money on different swimmers. So that's a fun way to get involved if you don't want to swim. Or I know some people are just giving money in the name for the event. There's like a lot of ways to participate. And, you know, I am telling people that have been reaching out to me, you know, they swim a lot in a pool, but they're a little nervous about swimming in the ocean. This would be a great event to test that out with just because there are a lot of lifeguards or it looks like it's not going to be a lot of waves. It's going to actually be pretty flat. And so, you know, we'll be there, and you can check in with us, talk to us, and see, you know, how you feel and your comfortability. Um, it's good. And the quarter mile is, you know, I think it, it sounds like a lot, but I think many people would be able to do that, especially with all of the support that we have. Like there's going to be paddle boarders and a lot of people. So if you ever if you started it and you didn't feel comfortable, we can just take you into shore. So are some people going to be using this as sort of a race? Like are, 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 are some people going to be trying to, to be the first one to complete a mile or, or, or whatnot? I think some people are. And I think as the event grows in time, I, I think that, that will, that's something that we wanted to bring into it. We did want it to be a challenge and to be something that people include in their summer calendars, you know, the Red Devil Swim is very popular, or, you know, what is this, Montauk Triathlon? There's a lot of these events out here, and so we're hoping to build that. Since it's the first year, I think our, our focus is encouraging and getting people in the water. And personally, I really want – I think it's a great opportunity for kids to participate in these events just because the distance you can do the quarter mile. Right. All right, so so let's talk about uh, doing this in the safest way possible – 
so you have the most fun for sure. I think top of the list is probably SPF uh, is your BFF. Make sure that you've got uh, yourself covered with sunblock. Um, What are some other uh, pieces of advice you have for swimmers uh, as well as uh, just attendees of the event tomorrow? I would I would definitely say SPF, hydrate, bring water. Uh, one thing that I think really helps with ocean swimming is to wear fins if you have them. I've heard it before from other lifeguards that everything in the ocean has a fin, so why don't we? Um, and that can really help. You know, again, the, the surf report says that it won't be, um, it'll be pretty flat, but that does help um, with currents and things like that and kind of can give you a little bit of a boost. But obviously, if you don't have that um, and you can swim those distances, I think you would be fine. Um, I think, yeah, one thing that I would say and one thing that is really cool about this event is that if at any point you feel exhausted or tired or anything, you can just put your hand up and then one of our paddleboarders or jet skiers will come collect you and put you on shore. And um, we're doing it in a loop. So it's basically half a mile of the beach. So then you can always just walk back. And, you know, I think a lot of people can be intimidated by open water swims. And that's one of the reasons why we are really excited for this is that we hope that we can connect more people to the water in a safe way with all of these lifeguards. And, you know, we've been doing this for about six months now. So it's very organized and orchestrated. And, you know, we're having people from East Hampton and Seaport and other kind of emergency responder folks also on hand, there's going to be great communication. So it's a really safe and good way, I think, to experiment with these things. If maybe you're a bit intimidated by doing something like a triathlon or, you know, a mile swim. So support Southampton Village Ocean Rescue. If you're interested in attending tomorrow at 7 a.m., you can visit svor.org to pre-register for the event. I'm Gianna Volpe. That's Alexandra Talty. These are Foo Fighters and you, whoever you are out there. You just heard the Friday morning tea underwritten by Village Overhead Doors. And you are awesome in listening to WLIWFM and PR Radio.
Live on the WLIWFM studio, Gianna Volpe here with local news on Long Island's only NPR radio station. The annual Hampton Cannabis Expo is expected to draw a crowd this weekend, in part because Long Islanders can see a state-sanctioned path for getting the recreational industry off the ground by 2023. Sarah, uh, Serena Trangle reports on Newsday.com that now in its fifth year, the Hampton Cannabis Expo will draw entrepreneurs and investors interested in the marijuana industry. Uh, Neil Kaufman, whose Hopog law firm handles corporate cannabis transactions across the nation and is one of the event's sponsors, uh, said that the uh, expo attracted more than 600 people last year, but organizers are planning for a bigger crowd now that COVID-19 is less of a health threat for big gatherings in the state has started rolling out a framework for licensing recreational marijuana firms. Uh, Kaufman said, quote, we're expecting attendance to be through the roof. It wouldn't be it wouldn't surprise me if there were more than a thousand people there. This is an ideal time and place to gather together a huge part of the industry and people that hope to be in the industry to try to accelerate the development of the cannabis industry in New York State and on Long Island in particular. Next Thursday, August 25th, the state plans to open applications for conditional retail licenses online at www.businessexpress.ny.gov. The first batch of recreational credentials will be reserved for New York business owners who were charged with a cannabis-related offense or had relatives charged with such an offense. Nonprofits focused on workforce development may also be available. The clubhouse in Wainscott will uh, host the Hamptons Cannabis Expo tomorrow from 1 to 8 p.m. with a VIP dinner and after party at 8.30. The expo aims to connect would-be cannabis entrepreneurs with experts in the industry. For more information, you can visit canexpo.com. That's C-A-N-X-P-O dot com. Looking at the Peconic Estuary, researchers monitoring base gallops in the estuary say that there are clear signs this summer of another massive die-off of the valuable shellfish unfolding on local bay bottoms for the fourth year in a row. Michael Wright reports on 27East.com that biologists from the Cornell Cooperative Extension Marine Program say that they have seen almost 100% mortality of adult bay scallops in just the last month at two monitoring sites in Northwest Harbor, in East Hampton, and in Orient Harbor on the North Fork. That fits the pattern seen in the previous three summers. Large numbers of seemingly healthy and abundant scallops suddenly die en masse midsummer. Quote, up until a month ago, we were seeing a scallop about every meter, which is a pretty good number of adults, said Harrison Toby, who oversees the scallop monitoring for the Bay Scallop Restoration Project at CCE. But three weeks ago, they were almost 100% gone at Orient Harbor and Northwest Harbor. From a scallop every meter, it went to a total of two scallops. We only found two scallops. After Labor Day, the scientists will expand their surveying to 20 additional sites between Flanders and Orient, comparing the numbers they find to what was seen in the spring. There is little hope that the results will be remarkably different than what the narrow summer surveys showed, according to Toby. And finally, East Hampton Town will give most town employees bonuses 
of up to $2,500 this fall to offset some of the climbing costs of living on the East End due to the record rates of inflation seen in the last two years. Michael Wright reports on 27East.com that the East Hampton Town Board voted unanimously yesterday to approve the one-time bonus payments, nodding to the impact extraordinarily high inflation has on employees' lives and the town's ability to recruit employees. Quote, rising prices for essentials due to inflation have strained the budgets of our town employees who continue to provide the essential services needed by East Hampton residents, Supervisor Peter Van Skoyak said in a statement issued by his office on Thursday. Quote, the town, like many other employers, is experiencing difficulties finding and retaining members of our workforce. We value our employees and acknowledge the economic stresses that they are currently experiencing, end quote. Last week, Van Skoyak announced that the town of East Hampton would issue the bonuses and said the town expects to hike salaries for employees in the next budget as well. The total budget impact of the bonuses will be about uh, $660,000 and will be paid out of the town's surplus reserves, Councilwoman, Councilperson Kathy Burke Gonzalez said. The one-time bonuses will not be given to elected officials, appointed board members, nor the East Hampton Town Police Department's top brass, including the chief of police. The uh, the town also gave raises to nine employees yesterday by regrading their positions with higher hourly rates. Staying in East Hampton for the weather report in honor of our next guests, artist Dan Weldon, poet Mindy Cronenberg, and pianist Axel Quinky. Joining us for the Hot Sounds segment, underwritten by Sag Harbor Cinema at the bottom of the hour, to talk about the pianist, the poet, and the painter event coming to LTV Studios Tuesday evening at 6 p.m., looking like a sunny, beautiful Friday with a high near 84. Uh, Southwest wind, 6 to 10 miles per hour tonight. Patchy fog after 4 a.m., otherwise increasing clouds throughout the evening with a low around 69 degrees. Southwest wind, Uh, 6 to 10 miles per hour. Right now, it's 78 degrees. Getting the music started again uh, with Many Moons of Love by Babe Rainbow. Uh, Israel Kamakavivoli on deck. I love that cover of Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Then Sarah Jaross over the edge here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Keisha, wonder what's cooking with Carter, going mad. 
marching into tomorrow. Make it to top love to follow. Open page, press together. Lay me down, roll me over. If you love everything, if you love waterfalls, if you love flying, if you love, I'm flying, if you love, lay me down, if you love, roll me up, if you love flying, if you 
I thought briefly about uh, cutting Sarah Dross uh, over the edge uh, since we're only five minutes away from our hot sound segment at the bottom of the hour. But just to play it safe, because this has been a week, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to keep a little cushion. Uh, We'll do a four-decade jump back in time from over the edge from uh, Sarah's 2013 record, Build Me Up From Bones, to John Martin's solid air record of 1973 with Over the Hill, which is an interesting uh, uh, choice since we're going to have a John Martin on with us on Monday morning, Uh, but more about that later. We'll hop over the prelude from Over the Garden Wall and the Blasting Company to play Alex Quinky's um, uh, prelude from Scriabin. Uh, and Mindy Cronenberg also joining us alongside Dan Weldon. They're going to be talking about the very cool uh, live performance event coming to LTV Studios on Tuesday evening. The pianist, the poet, and the painter. Stay tuned for them. I'm Gianna Volpe, and you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome, and you're listening to Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM.
Very excited for our Hot Sounds guests. Joining us, Dan Weldon, Mindy Cronenberg, and Axel Quinky, who quinkedectally, uh, geez, gee, just just let it go, uh, is the artist playing Scriabin's Prelude right now on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. if the file will open. Thank you. 
In the spirit of Murphy's Law, you know, the anything that can go wrong will go wrong type of thing. Um, I don't know where my next guests are. Uh, so as we wait for Dan, Mindy, and Axel to join us, I'm going to hop over Axel's etude to play Juep Beving's uh, etude from the Solipsism record, which incidentally led me to uh, finding an artist I'd never heard before named Fen Lilly and her 2020 record Breach, of course, the track Solipsism. Uh, but first, Joab's Etude, right here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM.
Ben Lilly, one of my new favorite artists. Solipsism from the Breach record, right here on WLIWFM. It is the bottom of the 10 o'clock hour, just after 1 a.m. If you're listening to the replay, and it's Friday, so that means it is time for our Hot Sounds segment, underwritten by Sag Harbor Cinema. Grateful to welcome on the painter of the upcoming pianist, poet, and painter live performance event coming to LTV Studios Tuesday evening at 6 p.m. Dan Weldon, are you there? Yes, I am. And so great to hear from you again, Tina. Thank you. So grateful to have you on. Um, very excited. So you, Mindy Cronenberg, and Axel Quinky uh, going to be performing sort of kind of all together. I guess Axel's going to be playing. You are going to be painting while he plays and then Mindy is going to be speaking between uh, the sets of music. Is that how it's going to work? That's exactly right. They're the important sound people. So people who want uh, who would like to hear different things, uh, they first, first of all can hear Axel play his pieces of music, his classical pieces of music on the piano, on the grand piano. And they will consist of Brahms, Beethoven, Bach, Franz Liszt, Rachmaninoff, and uh, Debussy. So they're really all wonderful pieces of music, and, and he's, he's, he's quite the accomplished pianist. So, you know, we talked a little bit the last time you were here, and you were, you were talking about, uh, is this the first time you've done a live painting sort of a thing? Yes, it is. And um, actually, what's what's also spurring it on is the inspiration of the poetry of Mindy Cronenberg, because she's going to be reading her, her her own poetry as segues between each of Axel's pieces. So I'll be the silent guy in the background painting. And I paint in front of people, but never really live on uh, you know, a, a TV type situation. So right. that's... Um, it's new for me, and to be quite honest, uh, a little bit daunting. Well, uh, as we mentioned the last time we were together, uh, I think that Axel's playing is going to help get you really into uh, your work and sort of uh, be able to block out the other kind of stuff, just like we're doing right now or uh, when we had you in the studio uh, being able to focus in that way should should set you straight. Have you have you thought about what you uh, are going to paint, or have you spe- specifically not done that, uh, hoping to just uh, let where the music takes you uh, guide your way? Well, I think that the latter is more uh, correct in a sense of um, an unrehearsed, unplanned. Uh, work that I'm going to attempt, and I say attempt because I don't know what it's going to look like or what it's going to be. There is no plan, so to say. There is just the idea of painting, and as the work starts to unfold, it will hopefully take form, and uh, something will come And in terms of... Um, it's a hard thing to describe to people, but right. uh, I think that It'll it'll echo uh, and and uh, have um, some sort of uh, resolution to, you know, sooner or later. Again, it's a difficult thing to put into words. 
I think I think that even whether or not you are an artist, a poet, a writer, or a musician, this is going to be an incredibly cool uh, event to witness. Can you talk a little bit about how uh, the pianist, the poet, the poet, and the painter came together in the first place? Well, it's actually. Uh, Axel's uh, concept, his idea, he approached me at the uh, at Eric Fischel April Gornick's church in Sag Harbor uh, one evening, and he said, asked if I had ever played to music. And I said, I mean, uh, ever painted, painted to yeah. music. And I said, sure, do it all the time. No, he said, live. And I said, well, that, uh, that would be a new one. Right. But the idea intrigued me because, uh, first of all, I'm, I'm, I just love classical music. And then to, to have uh, been invited by him to work, I'd seen him perform one time, and to uh, actually work together with him in collaboration, that really excited me. So um, then uh, Mindy came aboard. I invited her as, as uh, my friend and also on our non-for-profit, uh, Inspiration Plus. So uh, that hopefully um, will open up an audience in terms of educating them through arts, science, and music. So that's what we, we uh, try to do. Well, we're sad to miss them this morning, but we'll certainly uh, have them on a future edition of The Heart. And uh, I know and love the fact that you love classical music. Uh, you definitely taught me a great new work the last time you were in the WLIWFM studio here. Um, before, okay. before I let you go, Dan, since we dreamed up this segment after having you here some weeks ago uh, to talk about fables and tomes, I imagine we should return there uh, just since that exhibit is closing this weekend, I believe, over at the Alex Frone Gallery. So I wanted to give you a chance to mention there's an event coming up, I think. I saw there's an art talk coinciding with the exhibit's final weekend. Am I on point there? Well, actually, it was last weekend. It was last week. The I missed it? Talk. Yeah. So it how was, was it? Well, <laughs> it was great. It was really good. John Ceno gave his talk first and uh, had wonderful applause and lots of humor, and then I came and stepped in and closed the show. So it was uh, it was wonderfully, it was fantastic, really great. Were they able to ask you guys questions at all? They sure did, and uh, uh, in fact, I asked John a question while he was uh, talking, and he asked me the same question when I was talking, so it was, it was a fun thing. It Which was, was what? what? was Lots of laughs. What was what was the question? Well, what are you going to be doing in five years from now? You know, so uh, it was it was a he had a, a little bit of a difficult time answering it because hey, you know how do we how do we know what we're, what we'll be doing? We don't. in five years from now. We don't even know so what we're going to uh, be doing in a day. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, we don't know. Well, I do know what I want to be doing on Tuesday night, and that's going to be coming to LTV Studios to witness the pianist, the poet, and oh, the painter great. at 6 p.m. Um, so you'll be there live, too. Dan Weldon, poet uh, Mindy Cronenberg, and Axel Quinky will be there doing their thing. 
I'm actually going to play uh, Chopin's Etude performed by Axel right now as I say goodbye and very best to you, Dan. Thanks so much, Gianna. Appreciate it very much. I'm Gianna Volpe. That was Dan Weldon. This is Axel Quinky uh, performing Chopin. And you, whoever you are out there, you just heard the Hot Sounds segment underwritten by Sag Harbor Cinema right here on Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Unbelievable. You can see Axel Quinky perform Tuesday night, 6 p.m. at LTV Studios in East Hampton, a little over 10 minutes before the end of this edition of The Heart. Another broadcast week, show 801. I'm Gianna Volpe. This is Lily Kershaw from the Arcadia Record of 2019. And you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station. WLIWFM. We all disappeared one night after breakfast. Empty tables and chairs We left the libraries We didn't know How beautifully Our eyes reflected sunsets We didn't know How beautiful Our lives were as we
Ten minutes out before the NPR news break. At the top of the hour, I just want to thank our guests this morning, Alexander Talty and Dan Weldon, as well as our underwriters, Village Overhead Doors and Sag Harbor Cinema. This is Sun Kill Moon, Lillian Parrots from Ghosts of the Great Highway of 2003.
Two more tracks for you this Friday morning. I got a little Lily Allen and then right on and Nightcrawlers Friday night and Friday uh, right and Nightcrawlers features Mufasa and Hype Man. I'm Gianna Volpe. This is Lily Allen and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. You're listening to Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM. It has been a week, my friends. Don't forget to breathe today. See you on Monday morning. Mufasa, hmm? you know we finally here, right? Well, we... It's Friday then, it's Saturday, Sunday.